What's up everyone, this is Nikkei, and welcome to Massage Marketing Secrets. So, I'm on my way back from dropping my wife Nikki and our boys off at the airport. They're actually um, heading to Jamaica, and so that means that I have the house free, which means I can catch up on all kinds of stuff. And as the glorified Uber driver who is unpaid, because I get to take the kids to in the school in the morning, it's actually fun because we get to do exciting things. But I'm telling you, sometimes having a little bit of break is pretty cool because you can really catch up on some of the work that you needed to do. And so I started thinking about, um, you know, remember I told you about um, my backstory a little bit and I called it my dirty little secret about, you know, how I got started and why I got started in business. And I was sort of embarrassed about it. And in that story, I was kind of telling you about Colleen Bryant Seals, the then uh, aerobics instructor whose who's buddy was actually in charge of the massage school and it was through her introduction that I in fact um, was introduced to a local massage school and it was, it was sort of kind of funny what I what I didn't tell you because I, I you know I didn't want to make it so long was it was one of those events it was one of those people who are those pivotal uh, people who probably will never know you know what they did and maybe for them it was just cool it was kind of casual but it really made an impactful life. The second part of that story is when Colleen, um, who has a, a son, at the time he was only about six or seven, um, he's a grown man now, um, Baird was, um, you know, it was summertime, and Colleen wanted to, you know, she wanted to spend a little bit more time with her son, and so she asked me to um, fill in for her for, like, some kind of, kind of mentorship to a, a kid who... He's probably one of the awkward, most awkward kids I've ever met, you know, at that age. He was a typical kid. He was, His mom and dad were professionals. Mom was a counselor and dad was a chemist, or rather still is a chemist. And so he's like, the, he looks like the, the typical nerdy kid. The boy was brilliant on computers. He was brilliant in mathematics. As a matter of fact, that's what he ended up going to college for was mathematics as a math major. And, uh, but at this time, he was not the most sociable kid. I mean, he, I mean, seriously, he was short. He had curly hair. Um, and most of the friends he had, kind of funny, were adults. He had really difficulty kind of relating to kids because his conversation oftentimes reflected what adults were thinking. And since he was a little bit more, you know, advanced in his skills and science skills, as well as mathematics, a lot of kids didn't kind of relate to what he was talking about. So, Colleen had to step down, and so it was through her introduction to Fran, who um, who I ended up being a mentor to her son, kind of got my real business going to the point because in that process, Fran ended up becoming my alpha client. Now, the alpha client, and I, and in in other uh, uh, podcasts, I talk about the Dream One Hundred. The Dream 100 has to start with your alpha client. Now, Fran was unique in that she wanted the massage therapist to come to her house. Now, I, at the time, didn't have a physical uh, a physical location. I was working on the road, you know, kind of. I had my massage table, had my music box, had my essential oils, had my massage cream and massage oil, and I had my sheets packed up. And, you know, I kind of moved. I was very mobile. And Fran said, hey, if you can come to my house, this was literally while I was still in school to practice on her. And in my school, and it changed the rules since then, 
you had to do a lot of practice hours on your own. Now, a lot of schools these days won't allow you to do that because of laws and, you know, liabilities and whatever. But back when I was going to school, you just reported that you did such and such a massage. Now, while I was in school, Fran was my most dedicated. Every two weeks, I would give her a massage. Now, I couldn't charge her, but she gave me a lot of feedback on improvements. And what it meant was she ended up becoming the alpha client. And through that confidence, I was able to do a lot more soft marketing. Now, soft marketing is a little different than hard marketing. Hard marketing is typically things like print advertisement, email, uh, hard, things that you can touch, a physical object that you can touch. I know email you don't touch, but it's things that are not soft market. Soft marketing is relationship marketing. Now, many of us spend a lot of time in relationship marketing, and yes, that should always be in your war chest for advancing your business is soft marketing. But you have to eventually get to hard marketing. You have to spend some money. I mean, when I, at the time I was kind of broke. So if I had enough money, I bought some business cards. If I had enough money, I do a radio ad. I mean, now to be honest, radio was not the best for me, but Hey, it worked out so that I can feel confident. Now this whole, whole point is to do with distribution. And there's a whole, I know it's kind of complex, but it's not really it's about being out there in the airways. Now, there is something funny, because I, and I always have this, and I pick on people whenever they do this, and I pick on myself, is like, you'll do, a, somebody will call you and say, hey, Nikkei, um, can you come out to this event? To a, We're a, a multinational corporation. We're a billion-dollar company, and can you just come out here and do free chair massage? And when I was young, I'll be honest, I did that. You know, I kind of did it because I needed the experience. And it wasn't really the exposure, per se, but I needed the experience being in public, okay? I needed the confidence to eventually tell people, not only no, but hell no, am I going to come and work for free for a billion-dollar company who, who I'm only asking for, like, 80 bucks. And they're spending some, a gajillion amount of money on a new atrium. I'm like, oh heck no. But what it what I did learn from that was to get out and get the practice. Now that turns into because there's a second portion portion of it is why it's important for you to constantly be publishing. Okay, remember I told you about, you know, I had to get the practice of of feeling confident. I didn't become confident to tell people no, I'm not gonna do a free chair massage to a billion and even now trillion dollar companies and waste my time and my skills with companies who do not appreciate me. Now, I do a little difference for nonprofits and things that are near and dear to my heart. Companies that I know about and they're my friends. So that's a little different. That's a relationship. But I'm talking about companies who don't know you pick you up out of the phone book. But you have to be out there publishing because no one will find out about you. Now, right now, this is probably the most democratic way right now because it's so inexpensive to actually get your name out there. And what I mean by get your name out there is have people conversing about you, okay? But if you get your name out there, you have to pick a path that is easiest to do that you feel confident to be able to spend the next 90 days to even 
maybe, who knows, 200 days putting something out there every single day. Rain, snow, shine, Armageddon, you're out there. Now, there's very, when I say inexpensive, I mean you can blog, and blogs are so easy. Those are for people who like who can write. If you can write, if you tell a compelling story, eventually people are going to find you if you're very targeted about the audience. So say, for example, you're in Minneapolis, Minnesota. In each one of those articles must mention Minneapolis, Minnesota. It makes no sense to mention, to write an article just about anything like reflexology or nutrition and you're just blanket. You must mention your region in it because it will tag you. You have to be, one of your keywords must be in the city that you live in. So if you're writing about nutrition or you're writing about massage or the benefit of this, you have to mention your locale. Okay, if you're a writer, that's how you do it. Let's say you want to do a Facebook. Facebook is easy. Now you do have to look kind of good on it. What I mean kind of good is you can't look like you just rolled out of bed because that looks kind of creepy. Okay, Facebook is like a TV show, but hey, it's kind of like reality. Go for it. But you do have to have a specific methodology to do it because otherwise, and you got to have a hook and you got to have a story. And at the end of it, you got to have an offer. And I'll tell you about that a little later. But if you go down that path and you're effective, you do it every day. What eventually happens, I've seen a little girl by the name of Grace Plotter. She's only 14. She's been doing this thing almost every day for, I want to say now about a year, almost a year now. So, and so she just kind of comes out there, talks about a particular subject matter. It doesn't take long, but I've noticed over time how more comfortable. This is a 14-year-old. She started this thing when she was only 13. Now, if a 13-year-old can do it, who is pretty shy at the beginning, then I'm pretty sure you can. The third way is just like what you're listening to here is a podcast. I like podcasts because I'm on the road and I can record a podcast and as long as I, you know, kind of, you know, stay on a focus sometimes, then I can do it on, you know, I got a method because I've learned how to, how to present a podcast from learning from others. Remember, learn from others who are already successful at it and just model it. And then you can be able to do a podcast. Plus, I don't have to put on makeup. No, I don't wear makeup. I'm just kidding. But pick some path, either blog, Facebook live, do some Instagrams or something like that, a quick you know, 60 second or not quite 60 second, maybe 59 second video every single day and post it on Instagram. If you're more in the professional space and maybe you're going after corporate people, then maybe you need to spend a little bit more time on LinkedIn. You can pick your path and every single day make a post, make it engaging, make it somewhat entertaining. It's sort of like Facebook and podcasts and all these different methodologies are really what I call infotainment. You know, it has to be a little bit of information and a whole crap load of entertainment. Remember, you're competing against people who got a lot of money out there, but you can still win in your niche as long as you're smart about it, okay? So go out there, rock it, pick your path, publish every day, do something, and you can, you, there's, it's simple to publish, actually. Just kind of pick a subject that relates to your business, but start out with a story first about something else. Remember at the beginning of this, I talked about Colleen Bryan Seals. I started with a story, and now I'm twisting, not twisting, but kind of tweaking it to end with a bit of a, and, and you know, kind of information and something that somebody can grab upon. So grab it, use it. If you want more information, pop on over to NikkeiRoach.com. I'm working on improving it right now. I am not a funnel builder. I'm telling you, I'm not the greatest. I'm just kind of a nutty massage therapist marketer. So grab it. 
I apologize for my voice too. I got a bit of a cold. Traveling in a car with the kids, you know what happened. You're gonna get something if you got kids. You almost, you almost always guarantee to get a cold if you got kids. All right, talk to you next time. Bye for now.